Welcome to Weepkend Warriors, a short anime recap and discussion podcast. My name is Raven, my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Fantas, my pronouns are Fay Fair and they them. Hell yeah. This week we are covering the last episodes of Decadence, episodes 11 and 12, Engine and, well, Decadence, respectively. Uh, where to start with these ones? Uh, before we even get into these, I just want to say these are this is easily the best finale of like. I don't want to say any show I've ever seen, but it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. You always love to see like something like with like cool action, like an actual and like ending. Mm hmm. I like yeah. seeing things that like. Yeah, that they, 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 they actually like finish the story out. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You love to and see it, and then they still kind of leave it a bit open ended, which we'll talk yeah. about because there's rumors about a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start off, episode eleven titled "Engine," we open with uh, Kaburagi dying like he did last time when he was sitting there talking to Natsume, and then Hugin just fucking spears him with his hand through the chest, and then he. Uh, he like falls over Hugin's like, yes, we're gonna fucking take care of you. And then the huge fuck off Gadal just like shrieks in the background and Munin like caws in his ear and then flies off. And he's like, Yes, okay. And then he turns over to Natsume and is like, Well, you see, the world must be free of bugs. And Natsume kinda goes hard. Um, well, before she goes hard, we get, like, a good look at the huge fucked up Gadal, and, uh, listeners won't know this unless they are on, uh, the Orange Grove's Patreon for only $10 a month to hear cut content, but, uh, <laughs> we were, we were talking a lot about Pokemon before this, and I'm realizing now that this Gadal looks like a gigantic like if if Golisopod had a like a Gigantamax or a Mega Evolution, it would be this Gadal. <laughs> like Okay, I'm be real. I do not remember what the fuck Golisopod looks like. What what the you fuck don't? Is oh, no. I'm gonna leave this in so we can get a live reaction to Golisopod because uh Golisopod's one of my favorite Pokemon. It was Guzma's main Pokemon. Guzma, that, that bitch. 
I love Guzma so much. Yeah. One of my favorite characters in Pokemon. For better, for worse. Golisopod, a friend. That bitch. I like that one, yeah. Um, but anyways, coming back to the episode. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh the game tech crew is is very like confused as to how to how a new Gadol came to be and how uh they they discover that it's unchipped and that they can't control it. And I don't know if we touched on this, but when all the Gadol died, they had a uh, a chip inside of them that like broke. And uh, this is going to be a weird pull, and I hate that this is where I'm pulling from, but think, like, I think it's Mission Impossible 2, or uh, maybe it's the first one, but, like, think those brain chips that just made Tom Cruise almost explode. Uh, It's like that. I'll trust Um, you on that. It's it's a movie. (laughs) Uh, I think that one was the bad one. I I haven't rewatched the Mission Impossibles and a hot minute so i can't tell you uh joe if you're listening to this please don't crucify me (laughs) um yeah i look i haven't watched any mission impossible i don't care about mission impossible Um, oh oh no (laughs) i don't i don't watch a lot of movies that's fair i Um, i i have star trek references what i have is star trek references but yeah, so the game crew is like confused as to how the good how this Godal is like uh alive. And Minato asks uh asks the system for order orders and it just is like, yo, fucking kill that shit. Uh activate decadence. And so Minato yeah, does. He quick activates quick. Oh, go for it. It's not chipped, and you know what that means? What's that? free pet uh, yeah i mean yeah. if you want to take home uh Golisopod shin godzilla shin Golisopod, if you will uh then it's all yours baby but you got to keep it under control that's um, fine it's just hungry <laughs> it's fine it's just trying to eat the entirety of the human population all at once i mean uh, that, well let's uh, well so like we're getting to the part where Minato takes a big paunch at this thing. Mm-hmm. And i just like to note, he hit first. It might have been, like, yelling a bit, but, like, wh- how the fuck does it know anything that's going on? It doesn't have any orders. It's just right. going off instinct, which is, there's something over there I can eat. I'm going to eat it. And it's like, all it was eating was dead bodies someone left there, all right? It wasn't attacking no one until they attacked it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyways, so it starts, uh, screaming and they start activating decadence. Then we cut back over to Natsume, who just goes fucking sicko mode and, like, tries to punch, uh, Hugin, like, three or four times. And then, like, does a spin kick and Hugin just, like, catches her leg and then grabs her and starts choking her, unfortunately. But it was still sick as fuck. Because he's a bitch with cheats on. Yeah, he, he is playing... Uh, I think I made the joke last time that he activated god mode in the command console. And it still applies here. <laughs> it still applies. Uh, except it doesn't, because some dumbass forgot to turn on uh, invincibility mode. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. The not-Kaburagi... 
uh, gear pierces Hugin's chest with a needle, and he slumps forward dead in front of Natsume and is just like, I mean, he's just slumped forward there. And uh, Natsume is like passed out on the ground. And then when she comes to, she just sees not uh, not Kaburagi there, and she just fucking decks him. And I love that she consistently, accidentally punches Kaburagi. It's a very funny bit. It is. They get a lot of mileage out of it, and I'm so glad they do. Yeah, like uh, don't don't wake <laughs> don't wake up someone with reflexes like that and stand right in front of them. Yeah, exactly. Don't fucking scare people, you dumbass. So, Kaburagi has to explain to Natsume how avatars work. And, uh, he starts going over how, like, they have to, like, try and find a way to kill the Gadol. And he's like, well, I told you. All of these things are manufactured. And she's like, fucking okay, I guess. And then we see Decadence activate and it starts like wheeling over on its giant tank treads to the huge Gadol. And the cyborgs are like, uh, the like group of prisoner cyborgs that are all huddled under what we will soon learn, or what we I think already learned is an old piece of Decadence are like, they're just trying to figure out how the fuck this thing came to be. Like, how in the hell did did this, like, huge-ass Gadol come to be when they killed all of them? Um, and Jill basically is like, who fucking cares? You just need to figure out a way to de- defeat it. And then we, uh, we cut back over real fast to Natsume. And she's basically talking about how, like, she'll figure out a way, we'll figure out a way to defeat it. Uh, and her and Kabu head out, but not before she reminisces about Pipe and grabs his little his little empty costume. Mm. Rest in peace, best boy. Yeah, rest in peace, Pipe. You will be missed, little baby boy. But yeah, this this episode moves very fast, and it has lots of like quick cuts between things that happen. So if it seems like we're kind of jumping around, that's why. And it, it works well. It, I need to throw that out there because sometimes when shows do this, it doesn't. So the Gadol is uh, deemed by the system Gadol Omega. And Decadence has to begin... Decadence finally begins the attack, rather. Uh, it starts charging up its gigantic fucking fist. And then it, like, sh- they shoot off all the needles into the big Gadol... And it starts uh, sucking in the oxyone, but only like half of the needles get in. The other half like bounce off of its armor that it has. Yeah, the armor that's also covering like ruined buildings. Yeah, yeah, the armor is exactly. It's like ruined buildings, which is interesting because they don't ever show how the ruined buildings come to mesh with the armor, which is horrifying to think about. I'm going to wait for that. I think that was a fire truck. Good, okay. It wasn't a pig. Um <laughs> Oh, my stepmom isn't here. You know what that means? What's that? Fuck the police. True! I'm leaving that in. Uh A cab. A cab. But yeah, anyway, so like it's cu- that this Gadol Omega. 
for some reason is covering like ruined buildings. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Yeah. And I wish that it's, they yeah, it's very interesting. I wish that they showed it, but at the same time, the mystery is kind of nice, and you don't have to show yeah. everything. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. coming to you, uh, coming to like that. So, yeah, they fire off the gigantic fist, and at first you're like, "Oh my god, it just got hit! It's gonna die!" And then all the like dust clears, and Omega's just holding on to the fucking fist, just like gripping it. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because honestly, just... it does kind of make you wonder, how the fuck did that work before? It's just a, like, it's a big fist, but this is a big monster. How was that fist? How is that supposed to really do much? It... Well, like, keep in mind that they also controlled, <laughs> I con- yeah, they like... controlled the die. Yeah, they controlled the die. <laughs> I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you got that. Um, they controlled the rain at which could all die. Um, <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, like, I do think that was part of it. Is that like between like the fist and the system? They it was like usually easy to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, this thing it's maybe like the size of that star fucker. Star fucker? is it? I don't know. Star what you're The one that came out the mountain. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I had already forgotten about that thing. Uh, yeah, this yeah, isn't it, a very long there... series, but there's a lot in it. Yeah, no, it's very dense, uh, as evident by the fact that we were originally going to have these be 30-minute episodes for our show, and then they always end uh-huh. up being over an hour. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it just starts, like, pulling apart the hands and it like rips apart it like rips off all of the fingers on one of the hands and then throws it behind it and it just fucking explodes and then the giant gadol punches decadence and it goes flying back into the dirt and like buries itself in the dirt and uh they're like well this shit ain't moving anywhere it's like 75% of our movement systems are damaged and also, the hand is damaged. And also, our already damaged tank has zero oxione now. So, the the system, as it's called still, because I don't think they've revealed the identity of the system. Well, is... I mean, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. It's like, well, we're going to orbital strike this fucking thing. So, it does. They're like start charging an orbital strike on uh omega and then hi hey omega hello charges back everyone who who is listening uh watch shin godzilla especially if you like this segment <laughs> because what happens here just immediately reminds me of that and that's also the only piece of godzilla media that i've seen i know it's cr- it, well that's the best one I've heard from everyone. So I guess I'm fine and only watching that one. Um, I should probably Seems edit that out thing. so I don't get murdered. But uh, it's very it's very reminiscent of Shin Godzilla because it just instantly evolves and then starts charging its own laser beam. And then it has like the fins on its back that flare up and they turn red and it aims its mouth at the fucking uh at the fucking huge record needle in the 
uh, in orbit. And right as the record needle shoots off its bitch ass laser, Omega shoots off a laser that like completely eviscerates the one that uh, Solid Quake shot. And then it also hits the spaceship. And it's so fucking cool. It, it's just it's a it's a cool fucking scene. Big, big monster fight. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, God. It it just was like, damn, they really sh- this thing really just shot a laser into fucking space and like hit the corporate bastards that made it so cool. Become ungovernable. It evolves. It shoots the bur- the beam that hits uh solid quake, and then the system uh logs on and finally reveals itself. And it looks like Munin. And I wonder what the fuck's up with that. Uh, spoiler alert: We'll learn in episode twelve. But it says that it's going to collapse the uh dome of decadence, and that everyone <laughs> should evacuate, or the dome that is. Uh, I yeah. think it, it yeah, says like, like the Eurasian like the dome. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, when it does so, it's going to eviscerate everything there. Basically, it's just going to delete it. And Minato is now re- relieved of duty. He's no longer a uh, commander. Yeah, Minato. Oh, honestly, it does kind of make me wonder how. Well, it makes me kind of think that like the system has some type of genetic bank. Because I do think they say like have they they might have done this before, uh yeah and I, I, well I, I get guess the feeling we can, that they have at least yeah uh we'll kind of um, get to it with episode well we can talk about it now because we cover these episodes together yeah uh but at, yeah we can talk the, on, we can jump forward a little bit and say like it does feel like the insinuate that they've done this before oh yeah no so they blatantly say it uh because they're talking about how how bugs work. And the system says that it is designed to accommodate and uh, learn from bugs. So what it does is every time there's a bug that happens and creates an event like this, it resets and upgrades itself to like go above the bug. And that's why there are uh, there are teams that work on the system because it's like it's like a, a crash log, I guess. But your crash log creates an extinction event. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it makes me think that they have some type of I don't know if it's more space like more like time space tech or more like they have like some genetic bank and a replicator. So that they just make people like make old remake all the humans with. Yeah, I was and thinking then, about how they said that the gears were manufactured and it kind of made me think that the humans also had to have been manufactured, especially if this has happened before. Yeah, it would make me think that, like, at least, like, the first generation or two, they'd have to manufacture people. Yeah. But after that, you'd have a uh, sustaining population. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you there. Uh, Because, yeah, they definitely state that this has happened before. Um, I'm not going to get into why they state it yet, but the system does reveal its hand there in that, yeah, this has happened before, and you're powerless to stop it. This isn't another event, and it's just going to upgrade. But Minato hits up Kaburagi and explains, like, hey, you know that, uh, you know how there's, like, this failsafe thing? Yeah, that's being triggered now. This thing can't be killed. And, uh, 
I have here in my notes that Jill hacks into their Discord server and joins the call. And she explains two things. One, that she uh, developed decadence. Two, that she designed a way for cyborgs to connect to it and no one found it. <laughs> Which is extremely her. Yeah. And and of course, uh, Kaburagi steps forward and is like, well, I must do it. It's my job. I have to push past my limits. Because, um, you know, he's the main character of the show. Mm-hmm. So our big Gadol is now sleeping and now it's dropping little Gadol. Because, you know, they, there's never just one thing in your apocalyptic event. So the power uh, rolls out to have one last battle. Notably, at this point, the only people that come out are the tankers. Uh, and they all start uh, fighting it up, trying to take down all these little Gadol that are uh, going after the now uh, incapacitated decadence. And uh, uh, Kurenai is, of course, the one charging out into battle, and she complains that she was having a very nice stream before this all happened. Yeah, and they're, like, all definitely hungover because they were partying hard last night. Yeah. Yeah, they were! That's right! Um... Yeah, so they must have a killer... Oh, that explains everything. Because, yeah, there's a scene later where... Uh, I just forgot her name. Kurenai, uh, she's, she's like, out there just going ape shit, like, going ham, and then she just fucking pukes. Like, she's just like, oh, God, oh, shit, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, not Natsume, as, as actually, as Kurenai is on the ground there... Uh, a Gadol swoops in to try and take out Kudanai, and Natsume swings in at the last second and saves her. And uh, after that, we cut back over to our cyborg, our our escapee cyborg friends, and Jill is now uh, modifying uh, cyborg Kaburagi like physically. She's like soldering things into him, and Jill explains here that like she was a bug and she she helped like design the current system and helped design it so that no bugs would uh would be detected in it which makes me think that maybe this is only the first upgrade event hmm. because if Jill helped design the initial system and there's only been one upgrade event that would kind of make sense. Yeah. So it's kind of. But uh, but yeah, what I got of her was that she she left a lot of things, and she was more interested in like the emergent design than like the planned one, really. Right. Like what what would come what could come out of this? Then mm-hmm. oh, we should just make it all run like clockwork. Yeah. Well, she and said she that kinda she kind of got kicked to the side for that. Yeah, she said that she she was the one person who was like, maybe maybe the bugs aren't as big a deal. And then she was deemed a bug because of that. So mm-hmm. maybe she was part of that whole first run or upgrade. I don't know. Um, we could theorize for days, but I just don't think we have enough information to really figure that out. 
And she says that it's partially her fault that the system is like this, though, which is interesting. And so she does finish up on Kaburagi, and she mentions that there's a bug that she never reported, and it would be interesting to see what would happen if it was activated. There's that. And then now, the Gears join in the fight, and they start having some friendly competition with the tankers, with uh, their fight against the Gadal here, of course. Yeah. Natsume and uh, Natsume's out on the battlefield as everything's happening here. And briefly, while she's fighting, Cyborg Kaburagi is like driving to Decadence in like this regular ass vehicle, which will never not be funny. <laughs> but he's driving, and then briefly, they like meet eyes. And Kaburagi has seen Natsume, so like he knows what's going on. Natsume's still never seen the cyborgs. So after that happens, she just like stands up straight and is like, well, that was weird. And then kind of follows the trail from the truck to uh, where all of the like escaped cyborgs are. And uh, we uh, we cut back over to Kabur. Well, we continue following Kaburagi here, actually. And he enters Decadence, and Minato goes after him and tries to convince him to leave and tries to tell him, like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And Kaburagi's like, hey, stop. Like, I have to do this. Also, if I don't, the the tankers all die. And Minato's like, well, it's that one tanker, isn't it? And Kaburagi's like, yeah, have some empathy, fucko. Um, he doesn't actually say that, but he should. <laughs> let Ka- let Kabu say fucko. Let Kaburagi say fucko. Um, he would. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He's such an old man. He wouldn't say fucko. <laughs> I take that back. It would be funny if he did, but he wouldn't say fucko. <laughs> but then... He talks about how uh, Natsume, like, saved him and everything like that. And he walks over to the core of Decadence, which I don't think I I don't think we touched on it. But basically, the uh, unfixed bug is that Kaburagi can log into Decadence as Decadence, like the fortress, uh, if he plugs directly into its core. And that's why he was going there. So he walks over to the core. He's like, Minato, the way this is positioned, I can't plug myself in. And he does say the words, let's be partners again. Which, I don't know, if you ask me, that means they're pretty gay. (laughs) Uh, But Kaburagi gets... Minato's definitely soft for him. Yeah, you're right. Love these homosexual robots. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, like, Kabu knew he'd show up. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Uh, I think Minato even says, you did this on purpose, huh? And Kaburagi's like, that's when Kaburagi asks to be partners again, which is, like, I get it's supposed to be partners in crime, but you ask me, partners in crime can just be romantic partners still, so they yeah. are gay still. But yeah, Kaburagi gets logged into Decadence as the fucking fortress, and Minato flies up and says, all right, Decadence, activate. And then the episode ends. 
And, uh... <laughs> but yeah, episode 12 picks up right where episode 11 leaves off. Uh, Minato activating decadence and nothing responds. And Minato looks around in confusion and like, where's everybody gone? And then it, he turns back around and then conveniently every member of his staff is there. Uh, and they're like... Minato, why the fuck are you here in person? Don't you know what's about to happen? And then they all are like, well, we'll try and help you since we're here. I sh should mention that it's their avatars. Um, so they're all trying to help him. Decadence still isn't responding and doesn't really know what's what's going on here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I totally missed something in the last episode. Uh Natsume stumbles upon the cyborgs in the, like, desert there. Uh, she, like, finds them, and she's just like, oh my god, you guys are the cutest things in the world. And Jill's like, oh yeah, you must be the tanker Natsume. And, yeah, and they're all, like, half her size. Yeah, they are, and she's, like, not even phased by this point. She's like, these things are adorable. And then she's talking to Jill and she's like, oh, you, you know, the boss. And it's it's very adorable. And yeah, it's very funny. But uh, going back to episode 12, it cuts over here to Jill with all of the cyborgs. I think they're actually they're either driving or about to start driving at this point. But Jill explains to Natsume that Kaburagi is effectively decadence now and calls it quote kabu dense um which i refuse to call it's <laughs> such a it's a lame name i'm just gonna say it it could be better i wh what's the other option here i don't know but i feel like there's gotta be something right the that's better it has a better mouthfeel at least than kabu dense Dekaragi is better, but maybe that means something and that's why it can't be used. I don't know, but Natsume gets upset and she's like, she reflects back on uh, Kaburagi saying he has to do something only he can do now. And she's like, why didn't he just fucking tell me, stupid ass? God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's doing that thing he always do. Yeah. And so Jill is kind of like, even with him logging in, I don't know how we're going to beat this thing. And Natsume is like, well, what if we just made a weapon for it? Kind of like how he made a weapon for my arm. And Jill, Jill starts off and is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you fucking stupid? And then her eye just her like one eye gets super wide and she's like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> You're on to something. And so she like walks over to decad to like the piece of decadence that they're nearby and she like brushes it off and she does all these calculations. And uh we flip over to Kaburagi and Decadence and it's he's rebooting and going into it now. And Jill contacts Minato and every okay. She contacts Minato a couple of times, but every time she does she she says former commander Minato and it's so funny because there's so much snark when she does it 
Like she knows she's just being an ass, and I love that for her. We love we love Jill in this house. Yeah, I think she also at one point says retire, uh, like retired Commander Minato. Uh, but she (laughs) basically is like, "Hey, we need all of your warriors out there to grab pieces of decadence and bring them, uh, just like fill them with oxygen and prep them." Uh oh. Okay. Bye, Craig. Craig. I guess he's dead now. Um Oh, so all of the tankers and the gears start running off to grab these pieces of decadence and so we get a couple we get like a uh uh first we get a bunch of these cyborgs like flipping out cuz they're like, "Oh my god, it's the last mission. We have to take part in this last mission." So they all go run over to the uh they all like start logging in immediately and uh just a thing that popped into my head it's very neat that they can log into the game from anywhere because i never considered that but they really do just log in anywhere that they want which is cool well it seems like within the ship at least you can log in wherever you want yeah i guess so um but there's like a shitload of them just log in We start getting this cool montage of people grabbing all the pieces, prepping them, putting a bunch of Oxione into them. Uh, Donatello is not grabbing the pieces for Decadence because he's Donatello. Donatello is having a himbo moment. Yeah, he's instead grabbing big weapons to try and single-handedly take down Omega. Uh, Yeah, but also um, very funny thing with like all the uh, cyborgs and their gear avatars like getting the mission is that they'll just like run off out of nowhere from the tanker's perspective yeah yeah because <laughs> they the all get like, the what they what the fuck yeah, yeah like, the tanker's... like a cat like gets up in like the middle of the night and just runs through the house or like what what the what the fuck's what going the fuck? on yeah because uh we don't we don't really talk about it but like anytime there's a message in game the the gears and the cyborgs i guess they're one and the same but they just get him mm-hmm. like beamed directly into their brain and uh i mean obviously the tankers are normal people so they don't see that so they're like wait what the fuck's going on and uh if not for donatello none of the tankers would know what was going on uh because donatello like climbs on top of one of the dead gadal and is like well what are you waiting for go give them cover or like go give them support something like that then we get the montage of uh tankers and gears running to grab all these pieces and uh donatello fucks off to grab two big weapons to take down the skidal single-handedly and jill jill okay now they're in the car uh Mm -hmm. jill is sitting there in the car as natsume is driving and starts talking about an influx of players and how everyone is logging in to help and natsume is just like to herself like what the fuck is she talking about over there because she still doesn't understand that yeah Um, but she's she's really taking it in stride though yeah she really is she's she's still going all right cool yeah jill jill talks about that jill also explains how everyone's going to basically get like compressed into nothing if they don't beat this thing and so i think at this point uh this is where this is where Natsume slams on the brakes of the fucking truck and flips it. Uh, it does like a sick flip in the air and then lands back on the ground. 
Um, and then before we get to see the result of her flipping a truck by slamming on the brakes, which why does your truck only have front brakes? Because that's what that has to mean. I don't know. I don't know enough about cars to tell you. I, I'm just like that's the thing with with riding bikes is like you're never supposed to just do the front brake because if you just do the front brake you're going over. I think it. It's funny. Oh, it's funny. funny. It's very funny. I just am concerned about yeah. how cyborgs design vehicles. But continuing on, Kaburagi awakes inside decadence and encounters the system, which presents itself as Munin. And uh, Munin, it ex- it starts explaining. We get we get lots of exposition here, and it starts explaining that. Munin and Hugin are simply parts of the system and that the system, uh, as we were kind of saying earlier, the system is designed to help eradicate bugs and that bugs are a part of the system that it account, uh, accommodates for and accounts for and that it, yeah, it upgrades every time there's like a major event like this that happens within it and that it, it basically is like that Tumblr post that's like, you can't kill me in a way that matters. It has like that yeah. same energy. Cause it literally tells him like, you will die and nothing you do here matters. And so he just, he just pulls the card like, okay, if me dying here doesn't matter, let me fucking log in and destroy this thing. And it's like, shit. Okay. Do it, bitch. So it backs off and lets him log in. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, <clears throat> like yeah, like the system was like, yeah, I was created to like prevent the downfall of humanity from like repeating itself, mm-hmm. and it, it, but it's like, it's like okay, cool story, still a massively dehumanizing system that puts people through like unnecessary torture. Thanks. Yeah, that's what capitalism tries to justi- justify itself with is we're the best for humanity and. uh no, it's not. Socialism yeah. today. What our theory presupposes is no. <laughs> Kaburagi is a socialist. <laughs> Kaburagi is a comrade. But he's like, he's a himbo, so he doesn't read theory. He just, yeah. he just has like, <laughs> he has all of his friends that do read theory explain it to him. And then he's like, well, that's what I wanted to do anyways. And then we love that for him. I don't know enough about theory to be making this joke because I am that person. I don't read. I'm sorry. To be honest, there there is like there's a use, a time and a place for theory. Mm -hmm. But quite frankly, if you can't explain your ideas outside of it to like just a person on the street, Mm -hmm. it might not be that much that useful. Right. Like it like it could still like be right, but it's not practical. Right. Yeah. If you have to. If to explain your theory, you have to sit down and give someone like a whole lecture series. You might want to rethink a couple of things. Yeah, that's because you're true. not going to sell that. That's true. Because um, like, if you really want, if you really want a better society, you got to be able to explain how and why to people, or else they're not going to get on board with you. We live in a society. We sure live in a society. But we could live in a less fucked up one. Uh huh. What if we lived in a society? That 
uh, try to take care of people. What if we lived? What if we lived in a society that didn't produce the Joker? <laughs> uh, moving on from that, yeah. Kaburagi tells the system to fuck off. Natsume starts running up to the wall and starts like banging on the wall and like telling him that she believes in him. Not that he can hear her, uh, yet. And uh, then as like Kaburagi gets into the system, Natsume's arm shatters and she like falls backwards and almost falls off of, uh, off of decadence and she like clings onto a rail almost in that exact same spot where she fell. Actually, it is that exact same spot where she almost fell off on that first day. And so she's clinging on there and Kaburagi gets logged in and can see everything. He's in the matrix and Kaburagi tells Minato, all right, we got to get that fucking zone activated. I think Minato I think his exact words are Minato get that zone popped, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that zone be popping. I don't know. The dub is good. <laughs> the dub is very good. I enjoy it. It makes lots of creative decisions that I enjoy. And so Minato gets very, very excited that this is working. And Omega... They're, like, getting everything ready. All of the pieces start getting uh, assembled by the, like, weird tentacle things that are coming off of uh, Decadence. Yeah, those cool glowing nerve fibers. Yeah, and then Omega starts, like, charging up to fire another beam. And would you fucking know it, Donatello, with his two huge needle bombs, is flying directly (laughs) into Omega's mouth. To drop them off. Epic himbo moment. Yeah. Donatello, uh, I think as you had put it before, gets a cool guy moment and flies directly into this thing's mouth as it's firing the the huge fuck off beam and it splits into like it, it like has a prism effect where it shoots the beam everywhere. So several sections of ground just like explode and it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his avatar dies, and then we cut real fast to all of the uh, escaped androids, and they only hear that Donatello did this, so they're like, "Oh my god, that fucking dumbass ran in there as himself, and he's dead. He's actually just dead." And then he like logs out of the game, and they're all sobbing and like mourning for him, and he's like, "Hey, sorry about that." And then they're all like. What the fuck is wrong with you? How could you fucking do this to us? You goddamn bastard. How fucking could you? And he's You're just like, alive. That's cringe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, what did I? He's he's just kind of like, what did I do wrong? And so after that, uh, you know, we, we see all of these pieces getting uh, getting assembled here. They're finally finished. And then. Natsume starts pushing one last piece into place, and it was already ready to fire without this last piece, but uh, all of the other tankers come over and start helping her push it in, and then all the fibers connect, it like turns the piece around, and all of the tankers get brought into the drill tip of Decadence. 
because uh, now Decadence's fist is a drill. I, it, ha- it has to be. Yeah. You you gotta. Yeah, I guess it's more big like robot, a lance. Big drill. But, I mean, whatever. It's it, fine. Look, it's a drill. Yeah. It looks like a drill because it's this gigantic fucking thing on treads. Like, it looks more like a drill. Uh, and so it like and the you can't intro see, music. But I'm dramatically pointing upwards right now. Wait, what now? You you gotta you gotta dramatically point upwards. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to like point upwards. It's this is an anime now. Uh, I don't think anyone actually does that in this segment, which is disappointing. But yeah, so the intro music starts playing. Decadence fires and the drill gets caught by the large Gadol again because uh, this thing is super strong. Also, that timer is counting down. They're at like 90 seconds for the dome collapsing and just vaporizing everything in it. And so Kabaragi sits there. He's connected up. He's watching. He watches a bunch of uh, old memories of Natsume saying that she's going to push past her limits and crying and her hanging out with pipe and it's very sweet and that montage is just wonderful we see lots of her just like smiling and having a good time and then uh we see it start to like get more and more corrupted and it turns out kaburagi's turning off his limiter when he's a fucking fortress (laughs) i am become one with the building do it for her yeah that you cannot do it for her any harder than Kaburagi has. He turned yeah. himself into a building and died for Natsume. So yeah, he watches all of these uh these like memories. He destroys the limiter. He fires the fucking drill off and it like breaks off of decadence. It the shot was so powerful. And it just spears Omega into the ground, killing it instantly. Um, it's just that drill tweet. And it says, "When the when the dust when the smoke clears, I am found I am found <laughs> lying dead on the ground." And that's just Gadol Omega. Um, but yeah, the spatial compression device is deactivated for like with like three seconds left on the clock, and then uh, decadence itself starts collapsing. Because it's out of Oxyone. Kaburagi broke the limiter. The fucking drill just broke off. So there's nothing left. And Kaburagi's lying there. He's now back in his cyborg body. And he's watching everything crumble. And it's his operational limit near. And then his screen cracks. And it goes black. And then the screen comes back. But also not really. Because, uh... Donatello, Minato, and Natsume have have come upon Kaburagi's destroyed cyborg body, and as we see him, like, sitting there, his entire faceplate destroyed, which, okay, we've learned something. That's not a face. That's just a screen. How the fuck yeah. did he dream? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, I, I was waiting for this, because it's like, we see behind the faceplate now, it's just like a circuit board in there. How did he drink the oxygen yeah, that Sark made? The eternal mystery. <laughs> they will never answer this. If there is a season two, <laughs> no. I want this to be a running gag there. 
Uh, yeah. Because, uh, well, we'll get there. We're almost there. Um, but yeah, they come upon the destroyed cyborg body, and Natsume is, of course, like, sad and crying over it, which is understandable. She never even got to meet his cyborg form. Uh, not formally. And then, uh, you know, it fades out. And then we get to jump forward two years. And so we flash forward to the control room, the like solid quake control room. And Jill says Jill's sitting there going through a bunch of old files, trying to like rebuild what she can from, uh, well, it's like her well, little PDA. It's thing. like Minato. Yeah. Finds her PDA. Cause it got knocked out like, uh, during that, like last battle yeah and so um, and so like he's like hey we found this in the rubble and she's like sweet thanks i can look through all my cool data on here mm-hmm. and then as she's going through she finds hey i backed up kabu like right as i was like modifying him so yeah everything from kaburagi was saved right before he went into decadence which has interesting implications implications because it means that he won't remember that he did it yeah, but, but I imagine he'll get all the cool footage from everyone else. Yeah, and like, honestly, he got it was like it was like his PC backed up and then mm-hmm. 20 minutes later it crashed, deleting everything like the backup. Yeah. He lost 20 minutes of stuff and there's probably some important stuff there, but. 20 minutes. So, yeah. Glad you backed it up at all. Yeah, exactly. And what's weird is she never mentioned this to anyone, so she just kind of backed up some dude. She was like, yeah, I just downloaded a man. I mean... You wouldn't download a man. (laughs) I mean, it's probably just, like, good habit. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking around with his internals. I should probably back him up real quick. That's true, yeah. She's, She's no fool. Um. Also, I don't think they ever showed what the chainsaw was used for. Just no as a, a point there. But um the outro music starts playing over what is now Decadence City and this <laughs> uh Decadence the like uh MMORPG has now been turned into what if Stardew Valley was an MMO? And <laughs> everyone is like yeah. just playing games. I guess it's like Animal Crossing is a better comparison. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, whatever, it's, like, basically, I can you can tell it's, like, it's, like, they went from Monster Hunter mm-hmm. to Harvest Moon, yeah. which is now known as, known as Story of Seasons, not Harvest Moon, yep. don't buy Harvest Moon, buy Story of Seasons. Yep, it's true. Um, uh, yeah. That's our PSA. Yeah, that that is a PSA right there. But, yeah, so, we, it's called Decadence City now, and so they show, like, lots of farming, and they're, like... Uh, join with the tankers to create a specialized farming tool for you. And it's uh, very funny. There's a new sports zone and there's this game called Core Ball, which is like held in the core, like the old core of uh, Decadence. And it's like zero G dodgeball with lasers, but they didn't really elaborate on it at all. So I'm curious. Yeah, what I the think lasers they're actually throwing around the cyborgs core. Oh, they might be. Um, yeah. Like, I wonder, like, what kind of feedback they get from that being thrown around. <laughs> yeah, that would be like throwing a human heart around. 
Or a brain around. Uh, more like a brain, I th- yeah. Or both? Fucked up. Um, I don't know, maybe it's fun for them, though. Who knows, maybe. Be weird. You know what? Cyborgs are weird. Uh, <laughs> but then there's another <laughs> sport, and it's the best one! Because it's gladiatorial combat in the battle arena. And yeah. who's fighting each other? Kudunai and Donatello! Everyone's yeah. favorite characters. <laughs> and... <laughs> I want if if there's a season two, I want a full episode that's just them fighting each other. That's that's yeah, it. Just like Nothing a... else. Yeah. Because uh, they're the best characters in this show. Well, I mean, Kaburagi's a very solid and good character, as is Natsume. I just really like mm-hmm. both of those characters a lot. Yeah, they're fun. They are. Um, But... We also see that Natsume now leads expeditions of the outside of the world outside of the city. And she has a new hand that turns into a propeller. And uh, she does all these crazy tours and the world is like all lush and green out there. And then, you know, Natsume... Because it's not constantly being trampled. Yeah. And so Natsume is like finishing up her last expedition for the day. It's sunset. Uh, she's over at her her truck, which appears to be the same one that uh, Kaburagi used oh, before. We, wait, we skipped over a very important part of the decadent city. Oh, what's that? The Gadol Petting Zoo. Oh, there is a Gadol Petting Zoo. Yes, I forgot yeah, about and that. It's actually like, <clears throat> like I think that, like it is honestly an important part of it because like the Gadol, like there's no reason. Well, they're not fighting them anymore. Yeah, because, well, honestly, quite frankly, you can get the Oxion from the shit. It just takes probably a bit more processing. Yeah. So now they're just. Now they're shit farmers. Um, <laughs> yeah, they really are. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, but um, but now but now you can you can pet them. Yeah. And I think that's very good. It is. Uh, We see the weird because like, I like that. I like the Godal get a happy ending, too. It is, yeah. They really do create a happy ending for everyone. Uh, yeah. Especially Natsume here, who she heads back over to her truck. There's a little, like, uh, rearview mirror thing of of pipe there. She has, like, a little, a little yeah. uh, charm of yeah. pipe. And then in the rearview mirror, we see a figure start walking up. And it looks kind of familiar. And she turns around, and it's Kaburagi's avatar. She just, like, starts crying and then runs over, and then it fades to black. And then it comes back, and we see a still frame of Natsume, like, tackle-hugging Kaburagi while crying. And that's where the show ends. Yeah, it's like an old picture with, like, Pipe's charm sit in the front. Like, he's there in spirit. Yeah, exactly. And it's very cute. What... What kind of puzzles me, and I guess maybe they wouldn't have a way to do this if if Pipe was a bug, but it puzzles me that there was no way for them to bring Pipe back, but I guess the only person that would know about Pipe is Natsume and Kaburagi, and Natsume doesn't seem to really be in touch with the higher-ups in Decadence City. Yes. It yeah, it might be just, well, honestly, they probably just didn't back up to Gadol at all they just really had like a templates they used probably yeah um 
regardless i hope they somehow bring back pipe maybe i don't know like there's something to be said about pipe being gone and just being a charm there and like being there in spirit but it would also be nice if pipe was still there because i love him yeah it's like yeah it's like everyone gets a happy a pretty happy ending but there were still like real costs and Mm -hmm. pipe was one of them yeah pipe is the only person that doesn't get a happy ending that and that guy that dies at the beginning, a lot of people die, really. They're just not old name characters. Um, yeah, and the people and that Turkey, die. But Turkey was Turkey a Turkey doesn't deserve anything. Um, so that's fine. He got exploded, and that's his happy ending. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of Decadence. Uh, I, I, I've told you this before, but that this anime is, like, one of my favorites, and... It starts off a little, I don't want to say slow, because it's it's not a slow show, but it starts off less action-packed, and then it gets more and more action-packed as you get on, and then it just closes it out with, like, this grandiose finale, and I love every second of it. Yeah. Like, it. yeah, it does a really good, it builds... And then it, it, it ends on a good, it ends well. It does. It has a very like, clean there's still ending. Like, there's like stuff they could do after, like if they really do like a season two, there's still things to do after this. Mm-hmm. But if it just completely ended here, it would still be a good ending. Absolutely. Like if they don't make a season two and that rumor it just stays a rumor, like I'm fine with that. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need more, but this is a show where like if they made more, I would not complain about it because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that ends our coverage on Decadence for now. I mean, obviously, if they make a second season, we'll probably end up covering that, too, because the show yeah. is just phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, but um, do we want to yeah, go ahead? I mean, do you want to do any speculation? Uh, I don't really know, because I feel like uh, I think I talked to you about it one time off air. But I think the best course of action for this show, if they tried to do any sort of sequel, is to, uh, I mean, Natsume's whole thing in the beginning of the show and Natsume's dad's whole thing is that he was kind of like an archaeologist and was learning more about the world from like exploring it and digging up what he can find. So what I want from a sequel is I want Natsume to be exploring the world on these expeditions with other people and slowly uncovering more of the past. And that's how they explain what happened. Because I feel like that's an organic and good way to explain what's happened without doing, like, a shitty prequel. Yeah, like, yeah, that that would be ideal. And, like, maybe get, like, more details on, like, how they've restructured society. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, I also do just want an episode of the battle arena that is just Donatello and Kuda and I going at it, because yeah. I love those, uh, I love those two. And you know what? I really like episodes that are just, uh, what, what would be otherwise considered filler when it's a short anime and it works with the plot like that? I like mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And so... Do you think well, we can announce our next series? But yeah, for our next series, we are doing 
We're doing brand new animal. Yeah, uh, brand new animal. Another uh, 2020 anime that came out. Twelve episodes. Netflix original. Uh, and we are also doing a slight restructure of the show next episode. So the way it's going to work. Yeah, a little less recap, a little more discussion. Yeah, a little more discussion. Uh, kind of what you've been seeing for the last two episodes of the pod here. But we're also going to do a uh, all-encompassing like binge episode where we basically we binge the, the series on a weekend. We come back record an episode and talk about the series as a whole try and keeping it spoiler free just as like a why you should watch this show and what makes it good and then from there we will begin our regular coverage of you know just everything brand new animal like we'll get into our standard like one episode of podcast covers two episodes of the anime sort of deal but uh yeah it's brand new animal so, uh, Fantast, are you ready to go? I think I'm ready to go. Have you have you watched Brand New Animal? I have not. Okay, that joke will go over your head then. But you'll know next week! Uh, <laughs> with that, I think that about wraps up our episode. Uh, yeah, rip to Craig. Um, R.I.P. Craig. Yeah. Craig rests with the rest of Decadence now. Craig's going to turn into a city. We're going to make Craig City. Um, Fantast, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah? Yeah, I guess I'm on Twitter. Unfortunately. Yeah, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at AB274Fantast. And I am at... I am... Oh, fuck. And I am on Twitter at uh, Corvid underscore Lenore. That's Corvid like the bird, Lenore like nevermore. And uh, have, have a good weekend, weekend everyone. everyone. And, and stay safe. <laughs> いつだって、いつだって自分らしさとか見つからないもの見つけよう